0: The National Football League is back. Well, if you want to call it that, because whatever the hell happened tonight in the Hall of Fame game, I'm not exactly sure the NFL wants to make its product, but people are still watching. People need their football. Major League Baseball has its new players on new teams doing some exciting things. The NBA had quite the couple days with trades and free agency signings after the draft, chaos galore across the National Basketball Association, and to no surprise to us as Lakers fans, a new look Lakers coming to you in 2021-2022, as is LeBron James's way. If things aren't going well, if things need some shaking up, that's exactly what we're going to do. And for the Lakers... This time around, thankfully, they didn't wait till there was just the dead fish in the bottom of the barrel to start signing guys. Got ahead of the game a little bit and made a splash, a surprise signing by some. Well, there's a couple actually, but the big surprise, bringing in one of our favorites, Russell Westbrook is coming home, folks. Coming back to Cali putting on the purple and gold, Russell Westbrook makes what everyone's deeming, as they love to do, the next big three in Los Angeles. I know you're excited, and I'm excited to hear why this is a good thing for LA, because a lot of people are already saying, this isn't going to work, there's no chance this is successful, and we might as well just not play the rest of the season, because
1: this ain't going to happen. Mr. triple double. Agent Zero the Second uh, comes home indeed, and UCLA as a collegian, born and raised in California, outside L.A., and always wanted to be a Laker. His favorite team as a kid. After a flurry of teams in the last couple of years, he settles in Washington. Has a decent year there after struggling through some injuries. And the Lakers pulled it on a massive deal uh, where they send three regulars. They send starting guard, uh, KCP, uh, good defensive player, decent three-point shooter, a really good player in the championship run. Not nearly as good last year, struggled with the shot, had some injuries. He goes – the guy that everybody was waiting to be the next cog in the Laker machine behind LeBron James and AD, um, who really was up and down, the guy that was not traded for AD, Uh, the guy that everybody thought would be taking the next step last year after a really solid season during the pandemic and in the bubble and in the championship, um, he goes in the deal after he struggled mightily in the playoffs and really gave them uh, nothing off the bench at all. Uh, And everybody's favorite. Everybody, every team has their, every good team has their favorite guy. Everybody has that digger. Everybody has the plucky guy. Everybody loves to play with the guy that goes with the star, the guy that does those little things, the guy that's on the floor for loose balls, the guy that takes the charge, the guy whose nose is in the middle of everything, and the crowd loves him. And uh, Alex Caruso goes as a free agent uh, in really. A shot. People loved him uh, and signed the deal with the Bulls and supposedly uh, went back to the Lakers and said, here's what they offered me. Come close. And the Lakers refused to come close because of uh, not the cap, because they had his bird rights, but because of the luxury tax and then additional penalties, which you're going to have to pay anyway but even bigger penalties in the luxury tax. And that surprised so many because they rave about Caruso's defense, rave about how much LeBron loves him and rave about the fact that, uh, he is really a glue guy and was in the game down the stretch of championship games. So he will be sorely missed. Uh, The fans love him. Uh, LeBron loved him. So it really was a shock. The agency, uh, the aforementioned Kuzma, go, Pope goes in the trade, and it looked Lakers, and to make the trade work, uh, we had talked often about whether or not uh, the free agent signing, Pres Harrell, who had a two-year player option contract, would come back after a good step. Slow and spotted second half, and then no really nowhere to be seen in the past. Well, to make this deal work, Montrez Harrell opts in. So it's the three guys and then a com- configuration of picks and other teams getting involved in the deal eventually with other signing trades uh, that added more to it. But for the Lakers' portion, the bottom line is the Lakers get you know a, a player who's th- their new point guard. Uh, because Dennis Schroeder now is a train wreck, and we have no idea what's going to happen with him. We just know he's not going to get the kind of money he wanted, and he's the guy who has no place to sit down. The bottom line is Russ comes in for three players uh, that they got very little from in the postseason. Uh, a little bit from Pope, nothing from Harold, and he now brings his triple-double machine to become the new big three. The question is, how will he fit in? You know, how can they share the ball? Can he play off the ball? How can he play with LeBron? How can he play without LeBron? How can he play with AD? How will his defense be? Will he be able, as a ball-dominant guy, not a great shooter, to fit in and make the Lakers better? I think it's an obvious scenario where he makes them better because he's the best player of that bunch, and they didn't get it that much out of that bunch. They just did not get that much out of the three guys he not dealt with. Kuzma, disappointing season, disappointing playoff run. Uh, Montrez Harrell, hugely disappointing lack of playoff run. And Pope, who was up and down. So, you know, you clearly get the best player in the deal, without a doubt. And the other three guys didn't give you a whole lot. But you lose Caruso, not in the deal, but via free agency. But then the Lakers simply go crazy. Everybody says, well, what are the shooters? Well, here they come. Here they come. Here comes Wayne Ellington. Boom. Here comes, and, and I just thought, a steal out of nowhere. A guy I loved out of Kentucky. You know, they say, oh, we're too old. Well, uh, Wayne Ellington's 32. Uh, yes, Kent Bazemore is 32, 33. And yes, Trevor Reese is a fossil. But lo and behold, out of nowhere comes a, a kid out of Kentucky, Malik Monk, that I love personal player, all-around player, incredibly athletic, can shoot the three, decides to come on a, an absolute veteran's exemptions deal. Hard to believe, all right? And then the same thing happens with Ellington. And the same thing happens with Baysmore, And then uh, Nunn turns down more money to take a two-year, a, a two-year tenure deal from the Lakers, so all of a sudden they got younger, with a 25 year old, a 22 year old, and guys that can all stroke it. So I think that uh, bringing Horton Tucker back is only 20 years old. So on the one hand, the first chunk of guys they bring in are older. Uh, the three guys are all much younger, so that helps a great deal as well. They're going to be able to knock down threes. They're going to have spot-up shooters. They're going to have athleticism. So I think it's going to be a deeper squad. I think it's going to be a more versatile squad. And I think it's going to be a more fun bunch squad to watch. It's going. You guys got guys like Monk coming up. And Court and Tucker who's just going to get better. None who can do amazing things in short, short uh, spots of time, which we saw in Miami, where he can come and just light it up go for double digits in a quarter out of nowhere. And the old guys who are you know, the reliable Ellington, who comes back and is a, you know, a big-time three-point shooter. Uh, Ariza, I'm not so sure what he's got left. We'll see. Baysmore uh, said he wanted to come back to L.A. We'll see what he offers. Uh, but to me, the biggest acquisitions, uh, are, besides obviously Russ, are Ellington, who I think will help immensely, and Monk and Nunn to me. Uh, were huge. And obviously, the Lakers valued Horton Tucker more than they valued Caruso, which didn't surprise me because of his youth and because of his ability to score the ball and what they see in his future in terms of development. But Caruso will be sorely missed by the fans, by LeBron, his defense. But remember, this is a 20 minute a night guy, not a 40 minute a night guy. Uh, I think they improved drastically. That is my take on it, and I am extremely excited. The key, of course, will be health, health of all three of the big three. But what this depth allows the health, it allows for health. It also allows the big three. Russ allows the other two guys to rest, and the other guys allow Russ to rest. So I, I think it's a good mix. We talked
0: about this as soon as the Lakers signed LeBron James, and this is the cross you bear, if you even want to call it that, for a LeBron James-led team, he's going to make the decisions. He's going to make the moves that he wants to make for the team, and you have to live and die by it. So for them to pretty much clean slate in some aspects over this free agency period and the trade deadlines, it's not surprising at all. On the contrary, this is exactly what you expect with LeBron James on your team it started right when he got there he got rid of all the young guys for AD and went from there and we're back at it no championship we don't have to run it back who's available Rob get out your phone and see who you got this was basically like if you work in radio and your host asks you to book a couple NFL guests and you go through your phone, and you're flipping through the contacts. Let's see who we haven't had on in a while. Well, this guy's always good. We'll see if he's available. It's basically just bringing back the Lakers of old. Let's see what they're up to. You all still playing basketball over there? You want to come back to L.A.? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. What's Andrew Bynum doing? Maybe we'll give him a call next, see what he's up to. We'll go down the whole list of old Lakers that might be able to have a redemption tour. The key is they went right to shooters. It was quick this time around, which we both talked about finally.
1: They didn't hesitate. They knew once they made the deal what they were going to need because everybody immediately attacked it. The complaints the last couple of years have been no shooters. And Russ, not a three-point shooter, they immediately addressed that with everybody else that they brought in. And their ability to shoot the three. Because what they also did is that they've got options. It's not just one guy who they will look to to shoot threes. They're in a scenario with this bunch that they brought in that they can bring guys in off the bench. Andor starters that if one's not hitting, they go to another. If one's not hitting, they go to another. There are options now, and they are young options and they are athletic options. Guys who give a lot of minutes, guys who can really work on the defensive end, because you know that's a very crucial element of Frank Vogel's structure. You must defend. And they bring back all reliable, which we didn't mention in the first portion of the show. Bring back Superman 2. They bring back the big man, who was a key cog, a key factor in the bubble championship run, and that is Dwight Howard, who was sorely missed last year. If is going to stay, which he said he is, he's coming back for the last year of his contract, they needed size, strength, and athleticism in the middle. That's what Dwight Howard brought them two years ago. That's what they sorely missed this past season and he's strong and he's durable and he's physical. And at times he is even, you know, he, when you're that big, you're not chippy. When you're that big, you're dirty. He's so an asshole. at times he's even dirty and at, at times you need to be. And he, you know, there's no thing gosh He takes no quarter and he gives none. And uh, he plays very hard and very physical. And you need that kind of strength in the middle. And uh, he is unafraid. He is fearless. And it really is a big addition. It was a big loss. And it's a big addition bringing him back. And I think that was huge also. They recognized it. They went and got him back immediately. He wanted to come back. He comes back with a veteran. So that, with the shooters, young and old, I think makes for a, I just think the, the, the of all the ones, the Malik Monk and, and the Nun deals just – I mentioned Malik Monk to a few people about the fact that he was available when Charlotte did not make him a qualifying offer. And I was surprised at it because he's so young and athletic and has such great, great ability. And I, I was, didn't think it would be possible because I didn't think he'd take a minimum, but he did. And then they get none to boot who comes in on, their version of the mid-level, what they had to work with was a two-year, $10 million two-year, $10 million deal. And the, to me, the, the youth is very important because it allows those older guys to not have to go out and play 35 minutes a night, to not rely on guys like Ellington or Bazemore or Ariza to play 20, 25 minutes a night. They can play 12, 14, 16 minutes a night while these young guys play 20 and 22. And with their athleticism and their bounce, uh, I-, I love the mix. So she got two guys you know who no know how to run an offense in uh obviously LeBron and of course Russ. So I-, I really think it's a good fit. And the odd guy out is looks like it's gonna be Dennis Schroeder, who is you know, when the music stops, he's got nowhere to sit. I don't know if they could do a sign and trade for him or bring him back. I mean, the Amus Burr Rights. They're not going to pay him that much money. Uh, you don't like to let a guy walk for nothing, so it could be trade for nothing and, and have the player's exception. Come midseason, remains to be seen, but there's a guy who made a huge mistake and uh, very, very badly miscalculated his situation when he turned down the 4-84 earlier in the season.
0: Yeah, talk about being an unwanted man. There is no buzz at all for suitors that want to come even close to the money that he thought he was worth, which is a shame. I mean, it's not like you're rooting for the guy to not get paid, but that's the risk that you're going to take and he'll unfortunately have to accept whatever happens. Let's take a quick break to pay the bills. He's Al Renato. I'm John Lund. We'll be right back with the new report, old report here on sports radio America. We welcome you back. I'm John Lund. He's Al Renato. And this is the new report, old report. You were exactly right about Alex Caruso. I texted you right away. Heartbreaking to have him go, especially, as you mentioned, because of his relationship with LeBron. But the other guys, I mean, they've had their moments. It's not like you're going to wish unwell to KCP or Kuzma on their way out and kick them down. I mean, they came up big in big moments. They've each had their moments. KCP especially. Absolutely. KCP especially. Helped them win a championship. You want to do your little asterisk bubble thing for the haters, go right ahead, but the banner's still hanging high in the Staples Center. The Andre Drummond experiment obviously didn't work. Now he gets to go back up Joel Embiid, so pick your poison. Would you have rather been, quote-unquote, unhealthy in L.A. or backing up Joel Embiid? He would rather go play with the Sixers. Harold didn't work out. He hates the organization, but was kind enough to at least opt in to make things happen. So this is just... Trusting the process. This is our Sixers situation with LeBron James. You have to trust what the organization's going to do. They can show you on a piece of paper. Here's our resume from years back. Look at the moves we've made, and you're not going to be disappointed about it, and you're not going to be disappointed about LeBron's teammates and who he wants to play with. He's living the dream now, getting part of the banana boat game in Carmelo to come to town. Chris Paul wants to take more money. Can you imagine, Chris Paul, thirty-six? What a thief! That's what he'll be known for. Forget about the Hall of Fame. A thief, turning down forty-four million dollars, and then they give him a hundred plus million to come back and play three more years. He'll be gray and hobbling around by the time they're getting rid of that final contract. But I digress. This is going to be exciting, Al. We're back to Must See TV with the Lakers. You're telling me you're not going to want to turn on Russ, Carmelo, LeBron, and AD running up and down the court with whatever young guy is going to be the fifth? Well, we saved the best for
1: last. And that, of course, is the American hero, the Patriot, uh, the three-time Olympic gold medalist, the former all-time USA Olympic scoring leader until KD just broke it. And that is the great... Carmelo Anthony, who looks to become one of the few. I believe there are seven, maybe eight, I'm not even sure, who have got the troika of NCAA champion, gold medal, and NBA champion. And now Carmelo has really his first legitimate chance to do it. I was hoping he would come. Much maligned with this notion that he's a selfish player. All he wants to do is score. Lee gave up on him. Bad rap. Proves everybody wrong in Portland. Comes off the bench. Does a tremendous job. I was hoping. Hoping against hope. Then it would happen. I didn't want to get my hopes up. Because I was going to be disappointed if he went to the Knicks. Went back to the Blazers. But the words were out early that the Lakers were interested. The words were out that Carmelo was waiting for a call. Then the articles that the Knicks and the Lakers are both interested, and then the great news comes down that, for me, as an SU grad, class of '80, brought us the brass ring in 2003. Should have won Rookie of the Year, uh, his first year when LeBron won it, as I've discussed with Frank Isola, who voted for him, prompted a great turnaround. If you look at the Nuggets' record before and after, Uh, never had. The number two guy, never had the big number two guy, Uh, was in the West for the first time of his career, having to get by the Lakers and the Spurs, never could do it. Then some terrific years with the Knicks, but never good enough in terms of the personnel. And now in the waning years, in the twilight of his career, he gets to play with one of his best friends, the guy he came up together with as high school legends. And super duper stars, two of the banana boat crew are together for the first time. And hopefully he can join Clyde Lavalette, Bill Russell, Casey Jones, Jerry Lucas, Quinn Buckner, Irvin Magic Johnson. That can take them off the top of my head that have won. NCAA championships, Olympic gold, and NBA championships. I don't know how many that was that I just rattled off, but those are the ones that I know. Of, and obviously, it's just Michael Jordan. Uh, of course, those are the ones that I knew of, and I don't know if I'm leaving anybody out, but I know the list is under double digits. So, if the Lakers are able to do it, Carmelo joins very exclusive company. I'm thrilled for them, and We saw in the last couple of years, he can still stroke it. And we talked about shooters, you know, the wings. Carmelo has become a stretch four. He went from the basically scoring small forward as the game has evolved to at 6'8, a stretch four, even though he's really a three in the normal game. But as the game has evolved with the domination of the three point shot and players getting a lineup sessions and getting smaller. Uh the six eight guy turns into a quote unquote stretch four, and that's what he's become. And uh he can certainly do it. Off the bench, minimal minutes, maximum output. So I'm thrilled. I'm giddy and you know, I'm hoping that he can finally put an LOB in his trophy case and, and become one of the select few to, to have all three. I think it would be terrific.
0: Now are you gonna go white jersey? Are you gonna go the old school blue that they wear? The purple? Are we gonna just get all of them that say Anthony on the back once he decides his number? Or are you gonna wait? Well, I for think
1: Christmas? it's gonna be. I think the number's pretty much already decided based upon his email, uh, you know, or his tweet. It, it looks like it's gonna be seven. So, and that that tweet had a purple seven. So I've got the the the. the the gold Magic Johnson and I've got the old school, early 60s baby blue uh, excuse me, uh, darker blue Jerry West, which I wore for game seven uh, against the Celtics and the comeback. And I think it may be it'll probably be purple. It'll probably be the purple number seven. Assuming he's going to down the seven, it'll probably be the purple seven.
0: All we have to say is just pump the brakes. Let's just wait to see what happens. And that was something similar that LeBron tweeted and then deleted, which was a shame because it was a pretty true sentiment saying, keep talking about my squad, our personnel ages, the way he plays, he stays injured, we're past our time in this league, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Do me one favor, please, all caps, four exclamation points. And I mean, please, all caps, three exclamation points. Prayer emoji. Keep that same narrative energy when it begins. Energy all caps. That's all I ask. Hashtag thank you with the king crown emoji. Spot on. Because the narrative is one that we don't know. The narrative when they won the championship in the bubble was this team can't shoot, nobody can hit threes, Danny Green's trending on Twitter every night, whether or not he's having a good or bad game, it doesn't make a difference. They shot like garbage, and they played good defense, and they still won a championship because of that good defense. Well, now everybody's saying the defense is gone. KCP's gone, Caruso's gone. Where are they going to get the defense from? Well, they added your three-point shooters that you were begging for when they won the championship that year. So maybe that'll cancel it out. And we won't have to hear about it. Or the head coach of the team, who gets paid to teach the players how to play defense,
1: might have them improve a little bit. These guys all know how to defend. Part of defense, a, a huge part of defense is effort. And buying in to playing as a team. Everybody talks about you know, the ball moving on offense and playing as a team. Defense, you must play as a team. You must rebound as a team you must box out you must help you must and the concept of when you are going to jump switch of when you're going to go under on the pick and roll Vogel is a terrific defensive coach and again this is a team that still is long they have length a lot of these guys have uh, athleticism the ability to guard uh, two or three spots on the floor. They're not just limited to guarding one spot on the floor. And that was one of the keys to them winning the championship. Long defenders, guys who can get to three-point shooters. So you still have that with a lot of these defenders. And you know, Frank Vogel's job and the staff's job will be to get them to defend as a team. And uh, as you said, it, it, we'll see what happens a work in progress you know it probably won't start great but I think this is uh, a 55 probably a 55 win team just stay healthy baby
0: isn't that what they said in Oakland just stay healthy baby that'll be our slogan for the Lakers and with the pieces that they brought in that's the plan rest the olds play the news and let's just get to the postseason for that grind Healthy for once. Any other headlines for you in this free agency cycle? It always goes crazy. By the time we do our show, it's hard to keep up with who went where. I know Kyle Lowry left town, had an emotional goodbye to Toronto. Lonzo Ball finds his way to Chicago. The Pelicans don't do anything, and Zion might be the first player to tell them to get fucked when it comes (laughs) comes time to have him sign his massive deal that almost everybody signs because they're not doing anything to build the team around him. Not the best of ideas, I don't think. Steph Curry staying with the Warriors. All sorts of happenings, coming and goings. Ben Simmons isn't talking to anybody on the Sixers at all. He's put his phone away, basically has told them to get fucked, rightly so, after they've been dangling him on a thread for the past several months to get traded. Everything's going through his agent, so he's not interested. There's some exciting things in Miami. They're bringing in their usual guys. We'll hear about the Miami Heat culture and how they're going to improve. Kyle Lowry's our guy. Okay, the culture. We get it. Duncan is your big signing. Anything stick out to you from a the couple scrum? things?
1: Uh, obviously the Lowry deal because I love Lowry, but I don't think it. it uh, you know, to me, the Heat still have issues in regard to depth, and they have issues in regard to size. They're not big enough. Uh, Bam Adebayo, who was in the Olympics right now, and he's a really good young player, but he he can't play against Giannis. He can't play against Embiid. I still believe they have size issues because they gave up one of their big young defenders in that deal. And um, Duncan Robinson is what he is. He's not going to become a better shooter than he is. He can't guard a statue. Lowry is getting older by the moment. And I love Lowry. I love him. But if you ask me, would I rather have Lowry? Us? i the younger guy. Lowry is injury prone. It's a little engine. that could, love them, but I monitored them three years ago, not now. So uh, I don't know much better. It's a heat vis-a-vis the rest of that conference. That's a tough conference. They're not as good as Milwaukee. Uh, they're not as good as the Nets. Uh, Who signed Patty Mills, which is a nice little signing. They weren't going to get money. Uh, you know, he signed, I believe, two years, twelve million. Can afford to pay him that. So that's a nice little signing for the Nets to add some depth. Uh, I like what the he did, but I think some of it is a little bit overblown. I still think that Jimmy, and he signed an extension, and I like Jimmy Butler, and we had a lengthy conversation with Evan Cohen when he was on with us last year after the finals. He was a really good player. Jimmy Butler is making $46 million a year. He signed a four-year and eighty-four million dollar extension i think for jimmy butler, that's what you're permitted to sign him for so be it glad he got his back good for him uh but i don't think jimmy butler is a great player so i don't know how much better they got chris paul stays in phoenix no surprise there curry becomes the highest paid player in history and lonzo ball is now on his third team in a sign and trade with New Orleans and Chicago. And he's getting better. Chicago brings he and Caruso in to shore up their defense and their guard play. So uh, that's a combo for Billy Donovan to work with. Does it put the Bulls in the playoff picture? Not for sure. Does it even put them in the playing tournament? Not for sure. Um, I don't understand what Toronto did in not drafting and. Folks, apologies. Last week, um, I just assumed that Toronto was going to draft Jalen Suggs in the four spot, and they did not. Which, because I you know, with Kyle Lowry leaving, uh, rumored as a free agent, and or the sign and trade, I figured Suggs was a logical extension. And for some reason, they liked the other kid better. And I think J- Jalen Suggs is going to be a star. And I thought he was a perfect fit in Toronto. So I don't know what they're doing. But I thought that I kind of missed the boat there in that draft pick and, and letting him uh, go to Orlando in the five spot. I thought, sure, he was a pick there. Uh, and then it was just kind of a catch-as-catch catch can. You had a lot of guys at home, a lot of guys finding new homes. Uh, Randall resigns with the Knicks, gets his big deal. Nick spent a lot of money on Evan Fournier, who was playing in the finals uh, in the Olympics against the, you know the U.S. team, had a big game in the first round when they stunned USA, and you can be sure that now he is there and starting. That uh, you know who, the defensive stalwart, uh, my guy, the one guy I have a man crush on, Drew Holiday, will be set on Evan Fournier in the gold medal game and shut him down the same way he shut down Patty Mills yesterday. So, uh, nothing that really was shocking. Uh, The Russ deal is the most shocking move uh, of the entire. Free agent frenzy, in my mind. Uh, and to the Lakers' credit, they weren't afraid to pull the trigger. And Rob polika found a way to get it done and maneuver the cap scenario, and you know, put the people around him. Uh, but not, nothing else to me that really was, earth, you know, the, the earth didn't move with any of these other moves, as far as I was concerned. You know, I, I didn't see the balance of power really shifting anywhere, despite the Kyle Lowry signing. Sarky so Lavers sign and trade, excuse me. I don't think that shifted the balance of power. Let's
0: take a quick break to pay the bills. He's Al Renato. I'm John Lund. We'll be right back with the New Report Old Report here on Sports Radio America. We welcome you back. On John Lund. He's Al Renato, and this is the New Report Old Report. Well, there's also our friend Kawhi Leonard, who I've called out on this show for being an asshole, how he conducts himself behind the scenes. You'd never know it based on his demeanor, his quietness, not very vocal, but then you hear these leaked stories about some of the dealings that he tries to do and how he's basically only looking out for himself, etc. and you're in the Lakers in the process, so obviously you're on my naughty list. Well, it turns out the list continued because Russ gave Kawhi a call and said, hey, man, you want to play together? And instead of Kawhi calling him back, putting something together, he called Paul George. Russ wanted to come home to L.A. with Kawhi. Instead, he called Paul George and said, hey, that's a pretty pretty good idea, man. You want to come home and play in L.A. with me? You bastard, Kawhi. You fox working behind the scenes. How's that worked out for you? How's those billboards doing? Coming into the city. This is our city, huh? Well, I don't know about that. Opting out of his deal to get signed, basically, to not play next year. God bless this country, where you could have a torn ACL as we speak and think and hope and know that you'll still be worth the money that you're seeking before you even get on, back onto the court to see how your knee's doing. If you were the Clippers, years ago you might say, hey man, that's nice, you want to come back. But we got to see how your knee is first. We're not paying you all this money just to have you sit on our bench for a year, and then you might want to have another opt-out in your contract, The sign and we'll see what happens. Nah, we ain't giving you all that cash to maybe have you just walk away before you even get healthy. He's putting a lot of faith in himself. Wish the guy well, but... It wasn't a surprise to see that story come out and see Russ scorned. Well, now he's on the other L.A. team. Ball don't lie, as they say. We'll see how that works out. I mean, you don't need to set a fire under Russ's ass in any circumstance. It's lit as soon as the game starts. But it'll be nice when the L.A. teams are playing in Staples see if he remembers. He'll chirp his ass on the bench, if Kawhi's even there, because we know when he's hurt, He's not sitting on the bench with his teammates. He's up in the luxury box hanging out during the playoff game. No time for that. You guys figure it out. I'm up here getting these drinks delivered to me, hand up in foot. No pun intended. So we have that storyline to help carry us the rest of the way. The National Football League is happening and happened tonight in the Hall of Fame game. A riveting 16-3 affair between the Steelers and the Cowboys. Hail to Pittsburgh for winning that whatever you want to call it. For anyone that had the over 32, thinking how could they not possibly score 32 points? What are you thinking?
1: What are you thinking? These games, nobody ever scores in these games.
0: I had each team to score one touchdown in the first half. We're lucky we got to one touchdown total. And people are watching these things. People are so excited that the National Football League is quote-unquote back, even though this doesn't count. It's a little scrimmage game out there. Then we're going to have to deal with the preseason games that nobody cares about. Let's hold on. Football is coming. Less than a month away from college, just right on the precipice of it. We're going to get there, hopefully, fingers crossed, sweet heavens that we get there. Because you still got idiots that we've talked about on this show in both the NFL and in college who still think this vaccine is a hoax And a story came out today because Kurt Cousins met with the media and for whatever reason decided to open up about his thoughts on what's going on in the National Football League where they're basically telling you, get vaccinated or we'll fine your ass. That's how seriously we're not losing our money this year. You want to have us lose the money because you missed the game? No, no. You pay us you don't want to get vaccinated. Kirk Cousins said today he is, quote, at peace with his vaccination decision and pledged to be vigilant with protocols for unvaccinated players. No sign he is reconsidering despite missing four practices as a high risk close contact. We know that because of his wrongdoings, just about all the quarterbacks for the Minnesota Vikings couldn't practice and do anything for the last couple of weeks. Cousins said the issue with his exposure to Kellen Mond was that the quarterback room was too small. Too small of a room for an NFL team, Al. Interesting. This gentleman who was reporting said he was going to check with the NFL to see if that could be the case. Vikings quarterbacks have changed meeting rooms, and Cousins thinks that has eliminated that particular risk. He said he has thought about surrounding himself with plexiglass in the quarterback room. He was asked why he would go to such lengths when a vaccine would be far more effective and efficient. He said the decision is, quote, personal and private. Then they asked, hey, if you're still researching, as he says, did you talk to the team doctor about this? Maybe get that input from the doctors hired by the team, he said, nah. What are you doing? Mike Zimmer, thankfully, has come out and basically said as much as he can say with his displeasure of this. The next move, Mike, just bench his ass. For one, it might not be the worst thing for your team to not have Kirk Cousins as your quarterback. Let's be honest about that. And for two... If you need to start putting your foot down, shame these dudes. I can't believe he got up in front of the world in camera and said what he said today. How stupid could you possibly be? So that's what they're dealing with on the Minnesota Vikings. God bless them out.
1: We've seen it with me. Now Jimmy Graham is barking. Look, who are you talking to? Nobody. Who are you listening to? Nobody. What are you thinking? You're obviously not. How fucking stupid are you? How many people have to die? How many guys have to get it? How many guys have to go into protocol? How many games have to be missed? How many guys have to go into quarantine? These guys will risk getting their brains knocked in so their lives are shortened by 20 years. They'll risk getting their knees ripped up. They'll take all kinds of injections for joints and ailments, but they won't get vaccinated. To stop the possibility of either getting infected with a deadly disease, or if you get it, which it doesn't absolutely positively preclude, preclude the possibility that you'll be hospitalized and have a serious health issue. What? What? Look in the mirror and ask yourself, can I be any fucking dumber? It's not about freedom of speech. It's not about rights. It's about health, safety, and welfare, which should always be first. All they ever bitch about is the lead, the, the shield's not looking out for them. They're not taking care of the players. Well, what is this? What is this? It's an... Intrusion on your personal choice, on your freedom of decision? I mean, what the fuck?
0: I don't understand it. I won't understand it. And the only way it appears things will get fixed is if things go wrong and the penalties that are put in place come into action, players start losing money, the league starts losing money, you lose the games... What more do you want? Then they'll maybe change. But the guys that are already on the team that have done everything right, just like the people in the country who over the last 16 months did everything right, quarantined, wore their mask, got vaccinated as soon as they can, took health risk and safety protocols to heart and did their damnedest to make sure they weren't either spreading the disease or catching the disease, get to look around now at where we stand in August when states are starting to have to reintroduce mask mandates. We're probably getting closer and closer to shutdowns, how severe they'll be. Probably not as severe as they were 10 months ago, because too many in the country know how much money they still have to gain back and won't want to shut that down again. But that's where we're at. Where you're going to have people coming at each other's throats because they don't want to make the best decisions, not only for themselves, but for those around them. And again, we've said this over and over on the show. If you have valid reasons where you cannot get a vaccine, whether it be for your religion, whether it for some reason is also with your health, let everybody know that because then they'll get off your back why would you want everybody ganging up against you just to be ignorant about it? It makes no sense to me. And just like in college, in the sec country, you cross your fingers for every one of those teams down there because of what happened I don't last cross season. my
1: fingers. I don't cross my fingers anymore for anybody who's too stupid to get ejected. I don't care if you're in Florida. I don't care if you're in Mississippi. I don't care if you're in Louisiana I don't care if you're anywhere down in the bayou, if you're too dumb, if you're too stupid, if you're too hard headed, if you're enough of a numb nuts to refuse to get a vaccine when all the research and all the doctors tell you it's in your best interest. And I love these guys and I'm so researching. But dude, it's not a four year project. This is not a four year program. What are you researching? Ron Rivera is bringing in the guys who worked on the, uh, the vaccine. He's bringing in experts to speak to the team. And experts is the team's well, you know, I still need to do research. So what do you research? What exactly are you researching? I'd like to know. In the words of Kirk Cousins, uh, nothing. Which is basically what's in between ears. Nothing. Nothing. That's what you showed me. You're an idiot. Anybody who doesn't get the vaccine, if you're within the sound of my voice, I say this disrespectfully: You're a fucking idiot. Don't take it with a grain of salt take it seriously you're a buffoon if you haven't figured it out yet what the fuck are you thinking how hard is this how many weeks
0: can carson wentz be injured in the five to twelve week window he was given for this broken foot usually these things are two or three weeks apart how we got to seven is beyond me for a recovery period five to twelve weeks You can't narrow that down for us at all. How many weeks can he not be the Colts quarterback, assuming they're not going to bring in somebody that'll have the answers because Fitz magic is already on a team and Nick Foles surely ain't going to be it. Although he said publicly how great of a relationship he has with the head football coach there and how well he thinks he could still play despite maybe what we've seen since his somehow super bowl championship while taking over for one Carson Wentz. I mean, they're doomed if he has to miss six, seven weeks, right? Like, he needs to be the guy, even if it doesn't even feel good saying that he needs to be the guy for the Colts, unless we heard from Phil Rivers, friend of the show. Turns out when you have nine kids, (laughs) you not only miss the game a little, But there's also that other side of you that's like, Jesus, I got to get out of this house. So he hasn't completely given up hope of returning to the National Football League. Maybe Phil will come back and throw a couple more for the Colts and they'll be able to be saved. But in typical Colts fashion, they downplayed the Wentz injury like they've done for every quarterback they've had. Remember with Peyton, it was tis but a scratch to his neck. Had surgery, had to miss the whole season. Quick. Andrew Luck. His shoulders a little banged up. The dude retired.
1: Yeah, Carson Wentz,
0: his foot's hurt. We'll see. Maybe he'll rest it for a couple weeks and come back. The guy needs surgery. He's out five to twelve. So in typical Colts fashion, they weren't exactly the most upfront with the injury. But if he's out for 10 to 12 weeks, that's it for the Colts, right? A team that was
1: Look for A. Phil A. Rivers. A. Look for Phil Rivers. Look for Look for the old high school ball coach to come riding in. Don't be surprised. Knows the system. They got the running game. They got the defense. They got the offensive line. Don't be surprised if Phil Rivers is under center week one for the Indianapolis Colts.
0: We usually see these guys do the opposite effect. Like Roger Clemens did the come back at the halfway point, be around for the postseason. Guys come back halfway through the year. They want to be there at the end. Phil might be like, hey, man, I'll help you all till about week eight. It's going to start getting too cold. Looking at the schedule, we're traveling here, too cold. We're going there, too cold. We don't have enough games indoors at home. I'll help you all about week seven, week eight, be back home for Christmas and Thanksgiving. Thanks for having me. It's been a good ride. I'd love to see him come back. For another half a season ride. Let Carson get a little healthy, come back into the fold. Because instead, it's Jacob Eason as their current starting quarterback. Yeah, no,
1: you can't start to see Jacob Eason. Al, it's can't always a
0: it. pleasure. We'll do it again next week.
1: Folks, for my part of the great John Tiny Lund, uh, I am El Renato, a. from White Plains. Stay safe, get vaccinated, and have a great sports weekend, everybody.